What is up, Panther fans? Welcome back to the Weekend at Hernies, your favorite Panthers podcast. I'm Steve Sears, joined always by Chase Pletcher. How you doing today, Chase? Oh, I'm great. You know, I was doing better until I just now, right before we started, saw this TikTok of... Did you see the TikTok? It was like, now I know why DJ Moore changed his number. It's 12, minus no. 10 equal, 12 minus 10 equals 2. And it's like that clip of him, like... How he, him and Curtis used to hug, and then he, like, hugged the air. So now I'm, like, ulterior. But other than that, I'm good. Is, is, that, is that legit news, or? <laughs> I, I think it's just a TikTok. I'm, I'm sure that's not why he actually changed his number, but now I'm just upset because they both hugged the air this past weekend when they used to hug yeah. each other. So I saw you know. I saw the hug in the yeah. air video. I saw yeah. the hug in the air video, and that definitely kind of kind of choked me up a little bit. So, I mean, it honestly might make sense, but. I don't. I mean, that seems pretty sappy, but <laughs> I don't know. Curtis, if Curtis had made his number negative two, then like we'd really know that was like that was. <laughs> he has to like go up, so like ten plus twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if he was at like yeah twenty two, yeah, that, that's perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, other than that, we've got an interesting week so far. We got another trade to talk about. Uh, we're going to get into uh, review the Dallas game and look forward to the Philadelphia game on Sunday. So let's start with some quick news. Um, that Dallas game, we took some took some uh, some some L's, a lot of L's. Yeah. Shaq Thompson has a foot injury, but he's not on IR, so that's a good. It's going to be like a week to week basis with him. CMC is back in practice. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but he apparently wants to play on Sunday. How you feel about that? I mean, that's good. You know, I really don't want him rushing back. Um, but, you know, just as we thought, he kind of attributed, he said he absolutely feels that hamstring strain had to do with the fact that it was the short week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think it's really easy um, for a lot of fans. And I think fans understand the concept of rest, but I think it's really easy for a lot of fans to not realize how much those extra three days help. Like, it truly does. Like, that full week really means something. Having three days of rest um, – only three days of rest where you still have to practice, you know, on a short week, you really don't have that much rest because you have to practice, you know, you have to cram for practicing. I mean, it, it takes a toll on the body at a high level. I mean, you look at anything, not to kind of get off into like a uh, soapbox or anything, but like any, any sport, especially a strength sport, like rest time is extremely crucial. Um, and so it's not surprising. Um, so hopefully he's not rushing it back and he's all good, but it's good to know that he just feels like it had something to do with him. Like, you know, not getting enough rest as opposed to something serious. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and last, but certainly not least, we have another trade last week. We traded for CJ Henderson from the Jaguars this week. Stefan Gilmore is coming from the Patriots, a former defensive MVP. We get him for a 2023 six-round pick. Um, very exciting local guy from Rock Hill, South Carolina. How you feel about that? Man, super exciting, super exciting. Um, there were two big names that kind of became available this week. I'm very glad we got the one that's Stefan Gilmore and mm-hmm. not the other guy. Very glad about that. All right, sorry to Packers fans, though. You know, apologies. But uh, – <laughs> Glad we got Stephon Gilmore. Super hype. Always cool when a guy kind of can come back to his home area. Um, especially, you know, he in high school in the area, college in the area. It, it's just, you know, it's not only cool for us, but I'm sure it's really cool and nice for his family. Yeah, it, it definitely. I was on Instagram and saw, I think the Panthers account tweeted this. It was like his wife saying that their dad already has uh, Panthers PSL tickets. And so 
I mean, they definitely seem like very excited to be back in town. I'm thrilled about it. I mean, even if he he's coming off a big injury and he won't be able to play until I think next week or the week after that. But um, yeah. But I mean, even if he is like washed, I mean, getting him for a 2023 six, it's still pretty freaking good. I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great, and you know, if he were to walk this off season, um, we get the uh, we get a comp pick. So, um, mm-hmm. really, pretty much no lose, because if he's not healthy, not healthy, he's not healthy. We paid a six round pick, we get a comp pick. Um, if he is healthy, there, it's very difficult for me to believe he's anything worse than our second best corner. But if he's truly healthy, I he's probably still a top ten corner at least. He was great last year when he played. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, I love the move. Um, I mean, I feel like these days you can never have enough cornerbacks, and we potentially have now. That I mean, I don't even know. You got Gilmore, JC when healthy, uh, CJ if he can hopefully get on the right track. You got Dante and then Bouye already. So I mean, that's guys who can just who I mean, can just Bo- cover and rotate in. It's insane, actually. Yeah, AJ Boy is like what like our. If everyone tells you like our CB five, that's kind of wild. That's kind of yeah. wild because he was just CB two across from one of the better defenses of the decade on the Jags a couple years ago. Right. Yeah. So I mean, like that's insane, and I mean, it's they're all going to play too. Because I mean, I mean, Tampa has three receivers who are all wide receiver ones. So, yeah. I mean, plus Gronk. You got to match. Yeah. Plus Gronk. I mean, you got to match up with that, but. Um, we also tried to trade for Jalen Smith, as you already kind of touched on. I kind of wanted to ask, like, if should we really be in on everything, like Scott Fitterer says? I mean, like, is there a limit? <laughs> I guess, you know, it's the same way with your own players, where you say you're not doing your job if you're not listening to offers. I guess, you know, maybe the same said with him, you know, with, with being in on every deal. I'd, I'd like to know the extent of us trying to trade for him. Because it's possible maybe we just called and inquired and Fitter's like, hey, you know what, we weren't really in on this. We just want to make sure we couldn't get a great deal for it. Um, or did we actually try to get a deal done and we just couldn't? I hope it's the former and not the latter. Because, to your point, we don't actually have to trade for everybody. Um, I saw somebody on Twitter that was trying to argue. Somebody was like, hey, we should get Jalen Smith. You know, like we uh, – Shaq is hurt. We only have like two and a half linebackers right now. And someone said, well, we'd only have one and a half if we traded for him. Um, so that's kind of how I feel about that. So I'm glad we didn't get him. So, yeah, I don't think – I hope we're not actually making offers for every deal. But I don't mind us just calling and inquiring because, you know, maybe Jerry Jones was like drunk or something. He'd be like, hey, yeah, you can have Jalen Smith and Dak for Sam Darnold. And it's like, okay, <laughs> cool. Like, we'll take that. So I guess that's why you call and inquire and get in on it. Right, yeah. The way the way Rappaport, who reported it, made it sound, he made it sound like we like was like, hey, yeah, take a take our third round pick if we even have one for it, give us Jalen yeah. Smith back. But I mean, like, so, so I hope I, that I wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping Fitterer was like, yeah, how about a 2027 seventh round pick or something crazy? I don't know. Right. But, but yeah, so that happened. Um, we really are in on every single deal. I mean, Fitterer's already made like 15 trades since he joined and. Or whatever so like that's insane it's definitely a new regime uh that i'm kind of glad to be a part of yeah you yeah, know i mean it, it's cool you know to see 
how it works out. You know, he said there have been very successful regimes and other organizations that don't trade much, and they're successful. Um, so hopefully it works out for us. Trading isn't guaranteed success, but it's kind of cool to see the activity. And another thing I really liked from Scott yesterday and his presser, he mentioned, he acknowledged, because everyone's jokingly a little cynically, oh, can you play O-line? Can you play O-line? All that. Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. get it. He acknowledged, hey, we would love to trade for O-line, but teams are being very stingy. They're holding on to their guys. They're not willing to trade them. So it's mm-hmm. nice that he acknowledges it. You know, he's not just blindly trading for every name that becomes available without realizing where the real, the biggest need is. Um, yeah. But that also should be common sense. O-linemen don't get traded like that. They just don't. Yeah. Um, it, it's one position I personally feel you can't hide. So let's say Mother's, for example, like, like Gilmore. Um, say you're looking at it from the Patriots' perspective. When he's back healthy, yes, your secondary gets a little bit worse because you don't have him. But, you know, I guess to them they got something in value in return because they weren't going to pay him anyways. And they might feel their front seven can mask their secondary. I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything you can do to mask your O-line at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it's going to get exposed. We've seen it in multiple Super Bowls. Um, yeah. Not anyone specifically, but we've seen it in multiple Super Bowls. End of the day, a weak O line is going to get exposed, and so you just don't trade your O lineman like that and pray that hey, our weapons will make up for it, our quarterback's going to make up for it, our defense will make up for it. The O line is always going to get exposed. That is the one position unit I think will always get exposed. Yeah, I agree. and so I teams agree. just don't teams just don't even trade their half decent ones. They'd rather see them walk than trade them mid season. Yeah, very well said. I mean, he even said that, like, they were, like, asking about backups and no one's budging. Um, yeah. He, uh, I think at the end, like, someone made a joke. I think he was saying that, like, he was neighbors with either Gilmore himself or, like, someone who knows Gilmore. And yeah. Then, like, someone joked if uh, he was neighbors with anybody who knew any left tackles. And he was like, man, I hope, like, I wish. <laughs> so, it, it was I mean, David Newton, funny. so the one funny oh. thing he's ever said. Oh, Newton's got a joke in him. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, they are aware about the O-line issues. Definitely a big thing that kind of got exposed this week. So, I mean, let's just go ahead and jump into this Dallas game. Um, big loss, 36-28. Uh, to 28. Uh, Let's start with the defense like we always do. I mean, they got absolutely sunned by the Cowboys offense. I mean, we kind of talked about the high-power offense going up against our, our number one ranked defense at the time. Um, and they, they made them look like, like some scrubs. Yeah, yeah, they, they it tore us apart, and it's not just through the air. You know, I thought if we were going to get tore up, it would have been just because Dak mm-hmm. throwing like four hundred yards. Yeah, I mean, same. Dak had a Dak had a great efficient game, but I thought it was the run game that killed us more than anything. Like, oh right. my god, and it it wasn't just that they were getting these chunks. I don't know if you noticed, but I said this to my friend when I was watching the game with him. Every time we would hit one of them, we never just pushed them back. We would hit Zeke, he would fall forward three yards. We would hit Pollard, he would trip another five yards. Like, we could never just tackle them in the place we hit them. It was always an extra three yards, an extra four yards. Like, man. Yeah, no, I mean, they gave up 245 yards on the ground. Zeke had 143, and Pollard had 67. Dak made up the rest of that. But, I mean, it it was bad. I mean, the O-line, I mean... I guess as good as advertised. I feel like they haven't really been that hyped up in a good in a few years, but I mean they they were pretty damn good. I mean they our our defense we had no rush. They couldn't stop fill up any gaps. Um, yeah, I mean they did whatever they wanted. Yeah, yeah, they definitely. You know, I, th- I thought early on in the game they Dalton Schultz he got away with a few fumbles, um, mm. especially the yes. the forward pro- that that's gonna haunt my dreams. Like it just is, um, it, unfortunately. But I, I'm not blaming. 
Yeah, you couldn't have you couldn't have tackled any better. And the weird thing was, the weird thing was was the, the drive before when we thought he fumbled the first time. He the refs let the play go on and then just called it back correctly. I don't know why they didn't do it that time, like because it wouldn't have got called back. But why not just let it play out again? I don't know. Yeah, that, I mean that was a, a horrible horrible call. I don't know what that was all about, but. Uh, I mean, that led to a touchdown drive. And, I mean, looking back at it, we only lost 36-28. I mean, if I mean, if that goes our way, like, we could be happy and not talking about how, how badly we got burned on the run game. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it's, it's hard to play the what-if game. I will say the overarching thing, yeah, our defense just – I mean, I'm not going to say, oh, we got exposed. Like, Dallas is a very good offense. You, Yes. Dak is the top five quarterback. Zeke – Looks healthy. I mean, Zeke looks good as much as I've shit on Zeke. Zeke looks pretty good. And they probably have the best backup running back in the league. Tony yep. Pollard is very good. Then you take into account the weapons they have on offense. You know, they have Coop. They have CD. They have Gallup. They uh, apparently Dalton Schultz is good. Um, they have a great they have a great play caller. Kellen Moore probably should be their head coach. He's going yeah. to get a head coaching job. Like, so, I mean, every position, and then not to mention their O-line, there's not a position group, quarterback, running back, receiver, O-line, or play caller. Not any one of those five is less than top ten in the league. So, I mean, like, their offense is great. So, I'm not going to call it us getting exposed yet. Their offense was just really damn good. Yeah, we, we call it the good version of Dallas. I think I was saying last week in my prediction that, like, you know, Dallas is, like, a really good roster, but sometimes they just do the things that Dallas does and they come out and they suck. Uh, yeah. That wasn't yeah, – they came out and they were pretty much perfect. Um, a- a- every know, aspect was – yeah. It, it, they, they were great, you know. Um, can't – can't. I, I'm not going to say the defense couldn't have done anything about it, you know. They missed a couple opportunities early on. Um, but, hey – you, you live and you learn. You just got to move on from it. Yeah, I mean, that f- the first half wasn't, like, too bad. Because, I mean, we went into halftime. We were winning, right? It was, like, 14. 13, 14, 13. Yeah, 14, 13. So, like, you know, we weren't getting necessarily, like, blown out of the water. But in that third quarter, it was like everybody was asleep. Third quarter yeah. was, I mean, for the fifth straight week or something. I don't even know. It's bad, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, – that. We, we, I mean, we lost the game in that quarter. Clearly, um, fourth quarter, we, we, I, I liked seeing that fight for us a little bit at the end. You know, they it rallied. sucked that they yeah. got my hopes up though. Like we get it with an eight, and it's like, okay, we just need one more stop, like we have the past two drives, and we don't get it. Um, so it sucked a little bit getting my hopes up, but I love to see that fight from the offense because that third quarter was rough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was good. Um, I wanted to ask with, uh, I mean, the way like. Dallas kind of dominated us in the trenches. I mean, do you think they're just that good, or was our front seven, who's been pretty hyped up over the past couple of weeks, a little overrated maybe? Oh, I, th- I think inevitably, you know, probably slightly overrated. But I do think – I think it's probably a little more – I think in this game, I think it was just a little more Dallas was really good. Um, I thought we missed a couple opportunities. I don't even remember early on. I thought Burns actually – I don't know the stats, but I thought Burns didn't do a great job tackling in this game. I thought there was several chunk plays, one or two from Dak in the pocket where he could have sacked Dak and one or two out mm-hmm. in the field. Or he, he just was kind of missing a couple tackles. Shaq missed Dak on a run where – it was that early drive. It was Dallas's first touchdown drive actually. Um, 
where they went down. He escaped outside. I remember. Yeah. I mean, I mean, at this point, what was it? It was like second and like eighteen or something like that, and could have tackled him right at the line of scrimmage, a little behind, set up a long third down that they weren't going to get. You know, Shaq missed him. Dak scrambled for a bunch of yards. They went down and got that first touchdown of the game. So I, I don't, I'm not ready to just say we're completely overrated yet, but I do think it's likely that we're not the best defense in the league. Like mm-hmm. all the stats said, of course. Yeah, I remember seeing some uh, some clips on Twitter of people talking about how the way we were lining up on defense. I don't really remember the formation, but it was like the first time they had done it like all season. So like maybe they kind of overthought the game plan a little bit as well. Um, I mean, we've been yeah, that's possible. Snow a lot of credit like so far this season. So maybe he kind of got away to what he knows, and you know we just weren't ready for it. I don't know, but yeah, it's done. I mean, it's done. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's done, and you just can't make overarching statements off one specific game. We played a great def- we played a great offense, and they they outperformed our defense. So, you know, may- maybe we learned something from it if we were to meet them again down the road. But all in all, not a good day for the defense. Hopefully they can bounce back this week. Yeah, they'll have a good opportunity against the Eagles. So, um, I mean, for that, let's jump into the offense. Good start. Horrific third quarter, as I just said, the whole team. Um I thought, you know, they did rally well, like you said, but uh, I mean, no CMC, like how much, how much, how big of an impact do you think that played? Oh, I definitely think it played uh, some, somewhat of an impact. I think, especially in that third quarter, when you could tell Sam was getting a little panicky, um, mm-hmm. because so what had happened was so that first drive went down, missed the field goal. They went down and got a touchdown. Then we punted. They went out and got another touchdown. So at this point, we're down two scores. You know, and that that's when we went for that fourth down in our own territory, deep in our own territory. And then a couple, like that next series is when Sam threw that pick on third down. And you could just tell I had that feeling. It was like, we're down two scores. We, we have to convert these third downs. We cannot give the ball away again because they're likely going to score. We have to cut it to one score here to give us any hope. And so I, I just think Sam started to panic a little because he just knew. And I think maybe having CMC, he'd have been more comfortable taking a check down on a third down or CMC and trusting that CMC can juke one or two guys out and get the first rather than like, oh, shoot, I don't recognize the coverage, but I just can't get sacked here and throws it up. Because that's a little bit what happened, you know. Terrence was uh Terrence was open, uh behind him, but yeah. b- behind the uh, behind Diggs, it's just Sam just didn't see him, and you could tell Sam didn't really know what he was looking at. Panicked a little bit on the coverage, just threw it. Uh, maybe if CMC's there, it uh he he checks it down and you know trusting that CMC can make a move, but I don't think it made it. Yeah, I don't necessarily think we win that game with CMC though. Yeah, I mean, I would have to agree with that. Um, I was, I want to give a shout out like Ronnie Smith. I thought he played like pretty well. I think he kind of had to fill that like that passing back role out of the backfield, and he finished with five receptions, forty eight yards, and he he looked pretty comfortable doing so. So I don't necessarily think that like if we had CMC, like like you said, I don't think it would have changed the outcome of the game. But uh, I mean, I kind of want to fast or rewind back to that whole timeout situation in the third quarter. I mean, that was like a horrible mis mismanage of of our assets right there. That was bad. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, it, it was just, it said it was bad defensively. It was bad offensively. Um, and it wasn't good coaching wise. You know, it was, it was bad all around. You know, the one good thing that came out, I love the going for that fourth down deep in our own territory. Great play call. But other than that, it was just all a disaster. I think uh, Dallas really regrouped at halftime. They're like, hey, we're better than this team. Let's, 
you know, sports have a way of evening themselves out. A lot of things had went our way those first three games. And I think uh, Dallas came out and hit us in the mouth and we just didn't recover quick enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, you about to say something? Oh, no. I was just kind of talk about a little bit more about the offense. Figure we can talk about uh, – we'll say the biggest bright spot, of course, was DJ tearing it up. Yeah. Yeah, DJ again – Eight, eight receptions, 113 yards, two touchdowns. Probably could have had a little bit more, but, I mean, he he is a dog. Was was uh, was Diggs shadowing him? I didn't really, like, pay too close attention to that. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, despite the picks, uh, Diggs actually did not have a good game. Uh, DJ was yeah. definitely getting <laughs> off on him. Uh, it, it was one of those where, like, you know, you're going to look at the stats, oh, two picks, he balled, like, maybe one of the worst two-pick games ever. So they dude, they rested him in the fourth quarter like it was a preseason game. I was like, come on! I, I was kind of embarrassed. Like when I saw, I was like, damn! <laughs> I was like, yo, motherfuckers, better come back now! Like, damn! Like, <laughs> right? Like, get back out here, dude! But yeah, no, DJ is a dog. I think he's like top five in like every like statistic right now. I don't even know, but yeah, he's, he's, just, he's, he's it. and he's one of the strongest receivers in the league. More so than anything else, being one of the best receivers in the league, he is one of the strongest receivers in the league, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, never mind, I won't go there. But um, with another receiver, Robbie Anderson, was. Do you think the lack of Robbie Anderson was more noticeable in this game than than any other game so far this year? You know, I, that, I, that that deep miss—that's one of the worst misses I've seen this year for this team. Um, mm-hmm. Sam's missed a couple guys deep and there's just, not every deep play necessarily has to be the receiver or quarterback did something wrong. Sometimes you just don't have enough space on the sideline. You try a tough play, but that one miss on Robbie is, we, you know, we had a chance to come, you know, get a couple touchdowns towards the end. That was bad. Uh, you can tell Sam rushed yeah, it. You I, can tell he's, for, you can tell he was almost aiming it rather than just throwing it. Um, I do so hopefully feel we can like, get it right. I feel like, um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like Robbie kind of was dogging it on that route, though. Like he got the he got the separation. I mean, that, that's a damn fast guy, and I feel like Sam was obviously trying to like throw it with his speed, and he just missed. But it just didn't yeah. seem like he was coming to full speed. Maybe because he was just coming out of the break like immediately. I don't know. But like I was kind of like, I was kind of like, damn, like is he not running or like what? But I don't know. I have seen a, cu- a couple people mention that, like saying that he's kind of not given a giving it his all out there at times on some of those routes. Um, I don't know. I don't want to freak out too much. You know, he still had a few other yeah. – he, he got involved aside from the deep ball. But I, I think it's possible, you know. We're, we'll both be at the game this Sunday, so we might be able to see, like, is he really running full speed? Because I do kind of agree in a way. I don't – I didn't want to sound like I was making excuses for Sam. I still think it was a bad miss, but – Yeah, um, no, it was definitely it, a bad miss. Like, he, he should have hit him regardless. But I do kind of feel like he was dogging it a little bit. Yeah, and on those deep passes, I mean, those guys run so fast. When they let a little bit off the gas, it can make a miss look even worse. So, I mean, it's right. it's definitely possible. And, I mean, I don't know, just from some of the things people said about Robbie when he was in New York, I mean, it's not like I'm not attacking his character or anything. I think Robbie's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's possible. You know, you, you heard rumblings about little things like that here and there when he came from the Jets. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to jump to, like, conclusions like that or anything, but it was definitely something that I noticed on that one particular play. So, like, it's something to keep an eye on going forward. I don't really think it's a problem. It just kind of could have just been, like, that one play. Like, he came out of the break. Maybe he you know, wasn't ready. I don't know. Miscommunication, mental error. It could have been anything. Who knows? But we'll keep an eye on it. Um, uh, last thing with the offense, I guess. Uh, Chupa Hubbard, 
I mean, he got the bulk of the carries, 57 yards. I didn't think he was, like, horrible. But, I mean, we were kind of getting dominated. Uh, like, Parsons was just yeah. everywhere. But I know you said you weren't too high on Chuba after that Texans game. So, what, what are you thinking? I thought he was fine, you know. Uh, not He didn't have the opportunity to do a ton. You know, we had to start throwing the ball. But I, I thought he was fine. I thought he did about what you'd want from a rookie backup. So, I definitely have no complaints. I thought he had a couple nice runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it's fine. I think if we can get CMC <laughs> back this week against Philly, it'll be it'll be all right. It, it, this week, I will say, it looked like he actually had on like cleats, though. He did a good job not sliding. It didn't look like he was out there. It didn't look like he was out there wearing like Lightning McQueen Crocs and like just slipping and sliding around. It looked like he actually had spikes. So that's a good start for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, wearing cleats at the game will probably help him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Sam Darnold. You want to talk more about him? I know we kind of um, already touched on him a little bit, but. Yeah, we can kind of just briefly. Man, I'll tell you, that first half was so. That was one of the most exciting halves of football I've watched in a long time. That was so freaking exciting. The two Russian touchdowns, you know, just the fact that he had five through four games. So, yeah, that, that first half was just really exciting, a lot of fun. He was not good in the third quarter. He really struggled. You could tell he really was panicking. He's got to. Uh, he's got to have. He's, he can't be so fragile. He's got to have. He can't have his mm-hmm. confidence shaken so easily. He he's got a nice strong little arm. He's he's athletic. He uh, he's mobile. He uh, you know I I I just think he's got to be more confident in his abilities. His confidence seems like it gets shaken real easily. I like the bounce yeah. back, but um, one of those touchdown throws was real nice in the fourth quarter where he opened up those hips. But um, I just you know third quarter was shaky. It's gonna happen. I mean, it's gonna happen. And it was a good team. And you you see this happen a lot. Teams get down ten points. That's when the quarterbacks start throwing picks. You gotta force things. Um, yeah, I didn't think the picks was something crazy. We're like, good lord, this dude's a fucking idiot. But um, hopefully, this isn't the case every time we get down this year. Yeah, no, I agree. After that first pick, it was definitely definitely shaky. Um, we we might have jinxed him a little bit because he came out with those two rushing touchdowns, and you know everyone's tweeting Sam Newton and all that stuff. <laughs> like, I remember it was like before the game. Who was it? Like Terry Bradshaw was saying how he was like the best quarterback. Uh, oh my Carolina's God. had obviously that's BS, but <laughs> I think I remember I'm making a joke, and I was like, damn, like he might be right. Obviously, I was kidding. That's not serious. But I was like, and then as soon as like as soon as all that stuff happened, like it's like going downhill, but. He did finish strong, so kudos to him. Um, but he definitely has to bulk up in that third quarter situation. I mean, I don't know. It was it was definitely like you was you can kind of see it in the way he played. He starts to like a look a little shaky, and it's like, oh no, here we go. But yeah, I don't know. yeah. Um, one thing I will say: it wasn't us. It was not us that jinxed Sam. the The comment that did everybody in was right. It was we were going into halftime. Jeremy ego. By ego, I mean E G O. Um, he tweeted, Sam is way better than Dak. It's not even close. Imagine Sam with that O-line. That just that football gods are like... I saw that tweet. Was that during the game? That was around halftime. It was when we were winning. I know that. Um, And so football gods will let us get away with a lot. Sam Newton, Cam <laughs> Darnold. They don't care about because they know it's all in good fun. Jeremy Ego decided to ruin it for all of us. Football gods saw that. Saw that. They're like, you know what? We're not letting these dudes go four and zero. We got to bring them a little bit back down to earth, and so that's that's really the reason we lost and the O line. So we didn't even talk about that O line not good, obviously. Uh, Brady Christensen needs to play at left tackle. Uh, Deontay Brown needs to play at right guard because John Miller played one. I, I was a big John Miller guy, not big, 
semi-big John Miller guy coming into the year. thought he was our second-best offensive man. lineman. Yeah, I, I thought he was our second-best offensive dude. lineman. But <laughs> he was horrid. He was horrid on Sunday. So I would like to see the rookies get snaps. That, that would be my only comment on that. Yeah, I need to see a little bit more from Paradise, too. That guy gets pushed back way too often. I mean, come on. Oh, he stinks. Like, come on, man. But, yeah. Uh, I guess enough with the – the Dallas game, unless you got anything else you want to talk about. We can jump in. Nope, I'm over it. <laughs> All right, taking an L, moving on. All right, week five, uh, at home against Philadelphia. They're coming off uh, a big loss. They lost by 12 to the Kansas City Chiefs, 42 to 30. Um, I, I don't, I mean, is this actually a good team? Like, what are they? Are they, I mean, you're Jalen Hurst's number one enemy. I don't speak on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And I saw like because we talked about this after week one. <laughs> after they after they killed the Falcons, we both were like, "Oh, like Hurts might be solid. The Eagles might be a little bit better." I'm tired of going back and forth. I'm just gonna squat on this take. The Eagles suck. <laughs> Hurts is not good. Those I don't care about those stupid little through eight games. He is the second most yards for all the start. But I don't give a shit. Like <laughs> they stink and he stinks. Everything about that team stinks, and we're gonna blow their asses out Sunday. Um, okay. Look, all right. Like all those cute little garbage time yards, that shit ain't flying in Carolina. They got four of their starting no linemen out. We're about to nah. Like I do not think the Eagles are good. Like I think this loss would be about as bad as losing to the Texans. Um, because this one we're at home and we have a full week's rest. It's not like we had a short week on the road, which you could have semi excused. Nah, like we better beat Philly. I I really just don't think the Eagles are good. Um, yeah. Especially yeah. like. I, I mean, the Chiefs, I mean, yeah, they did a good job on the Chiefs. The Chiefs do that, though. Like, the they Chiefs did it to us last year. Yeah, yeah the, the Chiefs will do that, but, like, the Chiefs just don't. I feel like the Chiefs never just win a game, like, 40 to zero. Like, their defense ain't. I saw somebody saying, like, oh, well, they had offensive linemen out against the Chiefs, and the offense did fine then. Yeah, the Chiefs' defense is horrid. It's awful. I would hope our defense isn't that bad. Yeah, I, I, I agree. We should definitely, you know, blow them out uh i mean hurts i mean I'm, I'm definitely trending a little upward on hurts he seems like he's their their whole offense um, yeah he's better than i anticipated let me say it there but yeah. i've been squatting on this take since 2017 that's what you gotta understand when he was at bam i was like oh he's like he's like college like tyrod taylor he's college alex smith which i'm like in college is a terrible thing to be so i've like been on that hurts like hater train so i just can't back off of it now <laughs> you know i feel you um but, yeah, I mean, I feel like he, he's kind of like their whole team. The, the thing I am kind of concerned about is, like, uh, him on the ground. Um, but even him on yeah. the – we talked about this. I feel like he doesn't seem like he's, like, like – I swear he's mobile. not that like, fast. He's, getting, he's racking up yards. <laughs> I, I swear yeah. he is not that fast. There's just no way. Like, I just don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I even know. in college, like, he wasn't – like, I don't know. But he – he racks up the yards, so I mean, if they spy him, like, I guess that's a thing. But we have, I guess, Shaq's not going to play, so like that sucks for us. Mm-hmm. Um, might be chin responsibility, but he's playing like that'll be interesting actually, because if Shaq's out, I wonder if they'll try to move Chin like kind of more back into the box, like that role he played last year. They might because they also might be trying to prepare him for like assuming Gilmore comes and like. Then eventually maybe Horn comes back. Like, that's five corners that we have that we talked about are at least serviceable. 
from the bottom being like Boye, I'd still consider him at least serviceable. And so mm-hmm. maybe one or two of them they might try to like use like free safety. Yeah, they, they, right. They might try to do that. Um, especially for a guy like Gilmore to extend his career, you know, like Charles Woodson did that. Um, but True. so I don't know. They, they, they might do that for two reasons. Shaq being out and maybe to prepare chin, like, Hey, you might be playing a little bit more linebacker again. Cause we have so many good DBs. We'll see. Um, but I, I definitely think we got to watch out for him running. I think the biggest thing about Philly though, I think their, their best, uh, their best feature that I do think they have a good D line. I, I yeah. think their D line is something we definitely can't take lightly, which sucks because our biggest weakness is O line. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, key matchup. I mean, I put down Dante versus Devonte Smith, the the young rookie. I mean, he's. I think you got two two speedsters right there who probably want to match up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be one to to watch. I feel like this week. For sure, and I I think this game, if he is shadowing Devonta could be the big key to telling us how much has Dante truly matured, not just tackling, but like coverage wise, his discipline as a corner, because Devon Smith's a rookie. Um, yeah, he's small. He's small. I mean, he's smaller than Dante, which is hard to do. He's small. He's a rookie. You know, he still has a lot. I mean, he's raw. And so I think if Dante can kind of own him in this game and really do a good job, it'll tell us, Hey, this guy, he's matured. He's disciplined. He's a, He's ready to fully play the corner position and not just be the big hitter that can get picks. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, what else we got on these guys? So you said to talk about their defensive line. How do they match up in the secondary? I feel like we should easily win that battle. We should. Yeah, we should. Um, I'd expect TJ to have a big game. This would be a nice time for a Terrence breakout game, though. Yeah, for sure. I was thinking about Terrence, uh, Terrace, Terrace. Um, I'm, I'm calling him Terrace. Seen... I don't care what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing some guys saying that he hasn't really been doing a whole lot this season, and I was kind of thinking that like he was okay. Like he's kind of flashed on like third downs a little bit. I mean, I have no stat to back that up, but that's which kind of what I feel like I'm seeing. But he definitely hasn't had that like that hundred yard breakout performance. So this would definitely be a good game for him. I mean, Robbie as well because Robbie hasn't hit a hundred in since damn near midseason last year. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice for one of them to kind of do something. Not not that I'd complain if DJ goes and gets 150 yards again. Oh, uh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, we've talked about that. Like, they could just be just – DJ's been so dang good. Like, what can you do? Like, not everybody's going to have 150 yards. <laughs> like, Robbie catching a deep bomb would be nice with Terrence. Um, I do kind of understand, though. Like, I definitely think it's possible we got a little ahead of ourselves in preseason. And I tweet some about it. Yeah. I said, no matter how good he was in preseason, we can't just automatically say, oh, we've replaced Curtis. Easy as pie. Boom. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it, I knew it was not going to be that simple. But I've seen a lot of people's argument is like, yeah, Terrence is good. But like right there, that second round, that's where you could have still taken an offensive lineman. And with as much of a weakness as it is, and as much as we've been winning without Terrence doing much, I kind of get the arguments initially about like, yeah. Ugh. Did we did we get a little too happy with we have to have weapons, 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 and kind of forget what wins football games? I think it's yeah. possible. I, mean, I think it's there. something to think about. They're also there in the uh, the sixth round when we drafted a long snapper. <laughs> something I'm going to I'm going to start saying for the next uh, twelve weeks. <laughs> oh, it, it's Trace deserved. Smith to be exact. It's deserved. Like, what the hell did JJ Jansen ever do to have his job in jeopardy? <laughs> like. He's he's done nothing. I mean, People's he's like, oh, he's there in age, but like, come on. 
he long snaps. Like, I feel like you can do that at 50. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, right. what? I don't know. Unless he's, like, going senile, I don't understand why he couldn't long snap. Like, even though he's getting up, how old is he? Let's, let me just give a little Google search. Because he can't be older than, what, like, 33? 35. Okay. Like, he can just now run for president. I think he's fine. His <laughs> hair's not gray. Like, yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't think know. it's I, fine. I, I, Trey Smith would have been nice. Yeah, I mean, even if Jansen, like, regresses, I feel like that's something you could probably just call some random guy and be like, uh, you know, yeah. Like, you used to long snap, right? And then, like, that would be okay. <laughs> Shit, just call me. Give me, like, three weeks of, like, hardcore practicing. Like, <laughs> long snapping, it's a niche thing, but there's a lot of. Every team in college had to have a long snapper. And how often do you just watch a, even college games and just think, holy shit, the guy snapping to the punter sucks. Like, I think once you get it, you yeah, get it. Literally never. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Strange. But, yeah, we need a line of help. Fitty's looking for new neighbors. Um, we got Philadelphia coming up. Predictions. All right. The Panthers are going to win this game 34-13. to 13. Ooh. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say twenty-seven seventeen. Okay, 27-17. Panthers win. Right, still two, still two score game. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give us that cushion. I, I will like say, chances. I mean, there's, it, yeah. I was yeah, there's no, there's no reason we should be losing this game if we're serious about no, making. No, no. I mean, it, I don't know. Exactly that right there. If we're serious about making the playoffs. In a vacuum, yes, it's possible we lose this game. I don't want to look past it. Yeah. I sure hope the team isn't looking past it. Because the Eagles have had several games where they have put up a good amount of points. But we yeah. saw them lay down against the Cowboys. We saw them absolutely lay down. We didn't do that against the Cowboys. We are better. We are a better team than the Eagles. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Or as much of a fact as a subjective statement can be. It's a fact. And if we want to win, if we want to make the playoffs, you got to win this game. You have to. Our next, even if you look over our next four games, Eagles, Vikings, um, Giants, Falcons. I think is the next four. You, you look at that stretch. We could win all those games. If you just look at it in a broader, go three and one during that stretch. You're sitting pretty. You're doing a great job. Yeah. So three, three and one, I, 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 and it starts with this Eagles good. win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to lose this game and then feel like you have to win like three straight. Like that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, uh, around the league, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that real quick. All right, NFC South. Um, we had some favorable, some favorable outcomes. Atlanta and New Orleans both took took some L's uh, to Hell Washington yeah. and the New York Giants, respectively. I don't know how they lost those games, but I mean, we talked T. about Henny. this. Yeah, <laughs> the T. Henny show. Uh, we talked about this at the beginning of the season, but um, so we said we were going to have to basically probably be better than the Saints to make the playoffs. Right now, we are in great position to do so, and with the NFC West uh, games over the uh, over the weekend, because what they had the Cardinals beat kind of the breaks off the Rams, and then oh yeah, what, Seahawks beat the Niners. Yeah, and the Seahawks beat the Niners. So right now, we are looking at the Seahawks and the Niners are both two and two. Rams are three and one, and the Cardinals are four and zero. Oh. And then we got a, a good lead on the Saints. We got a game lead on the Saints. So we're in we're in proper place here. Yeah, no, I mean things are 
good so far, and tonight we really need to be cheering for the Rams. Seahawks could drop to two and three tonight. Um, yeah, true. Well, people are not going to be listening to this as we're doing this. It's not live. But, we, surprise, we're recording on a Thursday. Um, uh, <laughs> but anyways, anyways, yeah, so Seahawks have a chance to go to two and three. Um, you know, I'm going to be watching the, the Seahawks, the Niners, the Card- the Seahawks and Niners and the Saints are those three teams we just really need to watch. I'm, I'm assuming right now, I'm going to jump to the assumption, Dallas is going to run away with the NFC East. Um, mm-hmm. T. Henney, cool. They're not keeping up with Dallas. Um, I'm going to assume now the Packers are going to run away with the NFC North. Um, and so, you know, you have those two. So then you look at the wild card teams. Um, you know, you got the three potential non-winners in the West, and you got the Saints, and then us. Yeah. That's five teams fighting for three spots. Yeah. Hey, hey. I mean, uh, technically, you know, we have the same record as Tampa, but just if we're using logic here. Yeah. Yeah. That. Right. Um, the good thing also is pretty much this is the season's kind of going as we like expected, and 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 that aspect of it. And the only surprise team out of the NFC is us. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's yeah, a good. That's, that's, that's a great, great thing. Yeah. yeah. I, he had a great game on uh, on on Sunday, but I just don't anticipate the Bears, even with Fields in and not Andy Dalton, I don't anticipate them really being in the running. I don't think they're a great team. I think they're an okay team. I mean, they made the playoffs last year. I just don't yeah. see it happening this year. Yeah, that that'll be. That's probably the only other team like I'll kind of keep my eye on because I mean I think I'm pretty high on Fields, obviously, but yeah, uh, I mean rookie quarterback Nagy kind of sucks, so I mean we'll. <laughs> <laughs> yep, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean Atlanta other, sucks. That's always fun. About? No, I mean the a big old Sunday night game, total snooze fest. Um, rigged, of course, it, you know. I don't blame you. I, I watched it simply because I don't have to like wake up super early on Monday, so I watched it. That doink was the loudest doink I've ever heard in my life. Bummed me out. Really <laughs> wanted the Patriots to win that game. Uh, sucks, but hey, I, other than that, the only thing I'll say is my boy Zach Wilson has arrived. He had a hell of a game. Him and Fields both had a hell of a game. Um, Trevor had a pretty good game Thursday night. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, all the rookie quarterbacks actually did solid, but uh, – Zach, especially, you know, leading this team to overtime win against the Titans. Like it was that's a big one. That's definitely a big one. Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch that Tampa Bay uh New England game simply because I knew that no matter how it turned out, I would probably be a little bit irked. (laughs) Because you got the Patriots on one end and then Tom Brady and the the Bucks on the other. So it's like I'm not gonna watch. It's gonna be disgusting. But yeah, I mean actually we were we gonna do like a rookie quarterback thing or like I guess we forgot, but <laughs> well, we, we can do that real quick right now. Um, I guess you just did it, but yeah, I did it. All right, Mac Jones, solid, boring as hell. Um, Trevor and Zach, like I said, they don't play on great teams, but they both finally had like a non. They both had a, finally had a pretty good game. They both people have kind of been shitting on them. Phils was rough last week. This past week, he or two weeks ago. This past week, he was great. Didn't throw a ton, but he had a few huge completions. Really impressive throws. Mm-hmm. Lance His pass was funny. It was hilarious. Like he threw like he had like eleven completions. Like four of them were like thirty yards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he averaged like twenty yards a completion, which is like wild. Um, yeah, it was pretty insane. 
Trey Lance, I can't really judge because he had to come in mid-game because of an injury, so the game plan really wasn't for him. So I'm not going to judge too much of what he did yet. Yeah, and he'll probably get to start this Sunday with Jimmy G mm-hmm. having a mystery injury. I don't know what the phantom phantom injury he had. Probably Kyle Shanahan himself did it. Conspiracy. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, <laughs> he, he he can't he can't say for sure anyone in the world's going to be alive come Sunday. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, but uh, I, I guess right, that's we, nothing else. Hornets about to start, so you know we got to get oh, ready yeah. for that. Everybody tune in to Buzz City. Got to tip off at seven o'clock. Um, watch it on rewind when you listen to this podcast. But that was uh, <laughs> that was weekend at Hernie's. Um, I'm Steven Sears. That's Chase Pletcher. Follow us on Twitter at Steve's Tweets underscore and at Chase Pletcher four. And we will catch you all next week. Peace. See ya.